You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I am excited because we're going to be talking about a topic that I have not talked about on the podcast yet, and that is retail businesses. So I know that I have um, some retail business owners out there that listen to the podcast. So I decided to bring on Alvin Narcy. Now, Alvin specializes in helping retail businesses with their cash flow and profitability, which we both know was a struggle, um, especially during the pandemic. So I'm happy to have you on. Hey, Alvin. Hey, Tiffany, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super honored to be hanging out with you today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So let's just hop right into it, right? So we're talking about retail businesses here. So the brick and mortar is meaning that they have a physical location. So what are some tips that we can give um, retail businesses on how to, you know, get through maybe some of the tough times and then we'll head over to cash flow and profitability? Yes, absolutely. So I think, you know, when we are talking about the tough times, I think it's really important and this is across all businesses, I believe, uh, but it's really about really getting back to the fundamentals, right? So the understanding the visibility of the numbers in our business. So actually sort of, uh, you know, having a little bit of insight into what the numbers mean, what's going on. The second part I think is really important is, you know, making sure that we optimize our business for cash because if we don't already know, then we're probably going to realize very soon that cash is the lifeblood of our business, especially retail businesses. Because if we get to a situation where we run out of cash, then things get a, a little bit difficult, if you know what I mean. Um, and the third thing I think is really important that we, you know, focus on profitability from the beginning or, you know, when we're running our retail businesses. Quite often as retailers and as most business owners, I think we focus more on revenue and revenue is great. It's a really good metric. It's very sexy. Um, but what I think is really, really important is the profitability component. So that's what's left over at the end after you've done your turnover, you've taken away all your expenses, what actual cash or money are you left with? And I think that's really important because obviously that determines, you know, how much you can take for yourself, how much you can reinvest in your business. And also profitability is one of the biggest metrics. Well, it is the only metric that we use when we determine a valuation for your business. Um, And I know many of us small business owners, I was the same when I was running my pharmacies. I never even thought about ever selling my pharmacy or selling my businesses. But I would argue that as small business owners, it's really important that we focus with the end in mind. And even though we may not be selling, um, really optimizing our business. So if and when we sell, we get a maximum really good price for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go back to uh, profitability, right? So Mm -hmm. let's say we have a business owner that's listening now and they're like, okay, I understand that I need to be profitable, but how can I make sure that I'm like, whether I'm, how can I check if I'm profitable now or if I need to improve? Like, how do they go about that process? Yeah, absolutely. This is a very common question, you know, and it doesn't surprise me that as retail business owners or any business owner really, the very few of us have an understanding of what our profit margins are or what our profitability is. So th- I think the first thing that we would need to do is run some reports. Hopefully you've got some reporting in place that you can understand what's happening in your business on a weekly basis. Um, if you don't have any point of sale system or any way that you can pull a report, hopefully you're using a bookkeeper or an accountant to provide you with quarterly or six monthly 
or maybe hopefully not, but okay, yearly reports. We just need to have some sort of way of understanding our numbers and what's going on in our business. And, you know, this really scares a lot of uh, business owners, right? Because, you know, we're not trained to look at numbers. We don't know. The accountant or the bookkeeper might give us a whole heap of documents, right, saying here are your results. This is for the tax man. But really, nobody ever sits down with us and goes through the numbers. So, you know, just by looking at the reports, whatever ones we can get our hands on, we can start to get a bit a deeper understanding of what's happening in our business. And usually the next step from there, almost for everybody, every business is to start a, start to raise our margins. So really start to raise our prices because I think as business owners and retailers, for sure, we're really scared about raising our prices, you know, for the marketplace. But I think that's, that's two big things that we need to do is really get some reporting happening and start to raise our, raise our margins uh, intelligently. So you wouldn't go across the board, raise every, all of your prices by 100%. It's about strategic being strategic in your approach um, and doing it that way. Gotcha, gotcha. So if they're looking at their reports now, what should they specifically be looking for? Like, should yes. they be looking for, you know, inventory or like what is some things that they should look yes. for in these reports? Absolutely. So the first thing, if we're talking about profit, the first thing I would be looking for is, what your gross profit is. So that means what your profit is after you've bought and sold something and perhaps for a, a particular trading period. You know, in retail land, we we like to look at it on a weekly basis, but, you know, it really depends where you are. So we want to look at your gross profit. Uh, and the other figure we want to look at is our net profit. So that means after all expenses have been taken out, what are we really left over with? And that's what we call our net profit. So those are the uh, when it comes to profitability, those are the two bits of information that I would ask anybody really over the next week to pull out those reports and really have a look because having a look at that will give you an idea. Is it positive? Is it negative? You know, are you just scraping through and making a little bit of money? Are you not? Um, it just gives you so much insight. And of course, insight is only useful if you take action. So once you look at those numbers, you can really start to decide, okay, I need to get my butt into gear. I need to start making some changes. Now, I imagine since you've ran and operated and owned pharmacies that you had high inventory. Am I right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So with high inventory situations, are you going through line by line, looking at every single thing that you sell and putting those numbers to it? Yeah. So what we do in retail, which is uh, a great question you're asking, Tiffany, in retail generally, uh, we run our business according to categories. So there, there are different categories in the store. So for instance, if we look at a, a t-shirt store, there might be men's and women's, or there might be you know summer or fall seasonal or t-shirts and shirts. So generally what we would do is we would break up our business into particular categories, and then we would start to pull reports on the particular categories. It just makes it so much easier to look at this information when they're in little chunks, right? Yeah, if we were doing line by line, yes, we could do it, but you know, we would just lose ourselves in the numbers and it would just drive our eyes crazy. But that's the way we do it. We put them into categories and most retail businesses in terms of point of sale systems, hopefully should be doing this, looking at each category and then understanding what's going on within that category. So when it comes to inventory, you know, this is the fine art of retail, right? Because like most other businesses, there are cycles in our business. You know, there is this, apart from the seasonal cycles, there are also, you know, little other cycles, in, for instance, in the fashion business or 
different times of the year. And so we really need to be very, very clear in that, that we have a system in place for ordering properly. And if we happen to not order properly because, you know, nobody gets ordering right, um, how do we get rid of that excess stock? So inventory is such a big part of it. And unfortunately, what I see, and this is what, this is what happened to me in the beginning, you know, you, it's so overwhelming running a business, right? You've got so many things on your plate. You know, you've got to make sure somebody's at the register, work out human resources, a whole heap of stuff going on. And, you know, when we get excess stock, you know, it's so easy for us just to say, we'll get to it later, we'll get to it later. And all of a sudden, our inventory tends to spike up, right? And we've got so much stock, which if we take a step back to think about it, that's our cash tied up into that stock. And, you know, if it's old, starts to become old, usually in, in retail world, usually around about three months, if we haven't sold something in three months, then it's really what we call dead stock. That means you've lost your money on it. You may as well just clear it out, get rid of it. Because if you think about it, that cash that you've got tied up in that stock would probably be a lot better off either being in your bank account, earning a little bit of interest, or hopefully reinvesting that cash into new stocks so that you can sell some more. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because that was going to be my next question. How do we evaluate? <laughs> but you said if it's been three months, so I'm thinking I'm like, oh, I have some stock I need to get rid of now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if in it's been three months. Yeah. In most businesses, we work on a three month cycle. So obviously every retail business is different, right? And, you know, depending on the niche, particular niche you're in, We'll just need to work out what's what's specific for you. But generally, if we look at the way we manage money and the return on investment, because really that is what we're doing, we're investing in stock to provide a return. Um, and we just need to weigh out. So, you know, if it's going to be sitting there on the shelf, hopefully not in the back room, or whether we use that cash and reinvest it in our stock or keep it in the bank account earning interest. So, yeah, it's usually about three months. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So that's how we evaluate if something's getting too old and when to yeah. either reduce or just get rid of it. Yes. Um, but what about on the other side? Like if something is doing really well, how do we evaluate, you know, how to raise prices or when to raise prices? Because I know that's a big question with all small businesses, even those that provide services like myself. It's like, okay, so when do I raise? And like, what am I looking for when you say, you know, raise your profit margins? Yes, absolutely. So this is where we need to do it intelligently, right? Because obviously, if we raise all the prices of everything in our store or our services, it's it's not a good idea because um, it's just not the right thing to do. So what we need to do, I think we need to take a step back uh, as retailers and business owners and really understand who our target market is, like who are we catering for, who are we serving, what value are we providing to a particular segment of the marketplace. So that's one. So, you know, quite often, many of us haven't really thought about our customer avatar or ideal customer and that's why it gets a little bit you know messy as such but that would be the first thing really making sure that we're serving these people and and making sure that we have the products and services to serve these people and then from there because we you know hopefully we're in the in a position to provide an amazing customer experience for our particular target market and then from there we can start to raise our margins slowly so, you know, you don't want to raise them 10, 20, 30% unless you're severely underpriced pricing the market, in which case, you know, when I work with clients, one of the, the homework things that we do is we try and understand what our market is and, you know, what the price perception of a particular product is. So that's a little bit of homework that I would highly encourage everybody to do. 
And then after that, let's start to raise our prices slowly. So, you know, like 5%, 10% at a time, slowly testing the market uh, until, you know, we've reached some sort of, you're going to know pretty quickly whether the market is purchasing your product or not, in which case, you know, we can either lower it a little bit. But it's taking a step-by-step intelligent approach and making sure that we're doing it constantly and reviewing it, you know, like everything in business, you need to test and measure and just make sure. So hopefully that answers that question. Yes, that was very helpful. So for what I got from that, you know, five, 10% increases, you know, just slowly inching it up just to see what happens. You know, are you dropping customers or, you know, what the case may be? I think a lot of times in small business, we're scared to up our prices. Totally. Um, yeah, just because we think, oh, well, if we up them, then nobody's going to buy it or, Absolutely. you know, something like that. And see, I've noticed just with my own business, I've raised my prices like sometimes even 50% more yes. and people still buy. And so I'm like, oh, I must have fell and in, fell into that severely underpriced bucket. Yes, I, <laughs> I agree. A lot of us are underpricing ourselves. And I think, it, you know, like I mentioned, it's just taking a step back. And I think the fear comes from the fact that we're trying to be all things to all people and we're trying to serve the whole market. And so once we take a step back and, like I said, really understand who are we going to serve, what value, who are we going to provide this amazing value to, because obviously we're in business and we're providing an amazing service, right? Um, And then, you you know, as a business owner, we get a little bit more confident. We go, yes, we're, we're chasing this person and I know that person will value the product and service that I have and I can slowly start to raise the prices. So that's how we get around that feeling of fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been an awesome, awesome episode packed full of knowledge. And I know the audience will greatly benefit from this information because I know I have. I wrote down some notes already. Awesome. So Alvin, if people were interested in finding out more about you or learning more about your services, because retail businesses need this type of help, uh, where would they find you? Absolutely. So the best place to go, and I'm sure you're going to have my show notes there, Tiffany, is alvinnasicoaching.com. However, if you can't remember all that, just look at my name uh, on the little uh, screen here, plug me into Google and you'll find me everywhere, literally. So that's probably the easiest way. And just send me a message. Let me know you heard me uh, hanging out with Tiffany and we can continue the conversation from there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking about this much needed topic. And like Alvin said, I will have all of this information in the show notes. So don't worry if you were driving or doing something else while you were listening, it will be in the show notes so you can connect with Alvin and get more help for your retail business because it's important. We want to see you succeed. Um, But thank you so much, Alvin, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me on. I had a great time. Thanks, Tiffany. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.